Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we explore the opportunities and challenges of church planning across Europe. Today we'll hear from Lydia and her call to share the gospel with a unique unreached people group in Croatia. Once again, welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast. Today we have with us Lydia, and Lydia's story is is an amazing story. So I'll let her uh, just introduce herself and and begin to share that with you guys. Thanks, Lydia. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so since I was a little girl, I've just had a heart for different cultures. When I was five, um, there was this little girl from India who I just was so intrigued by. I couldn't understand why she had such beautiful, beautiful dark skin and I was white. I just, I talked to my mom about it and I was like, why? Why does she have such dark, beautiful skin and why am I white? Like I was so, I was so upset about it. Um, so to since that age, I have just had a love for different cultures and people and just have been very interested by it. And then when I was 16, I took a sign language class. And I fell in love with the people and the culture. And I didn't understand why there was this group of people who no one really knew that much about. And um, their culture was just so different and their language unique. And I wanted to know everything I could about them, about who they are and what their beliefs are and um, what access do they have to the gospel. And so I started... I went to school to learn sign language and I started hanging out with them as much as I could. Um, And I knew that the Lord was calling me to work with them. It just, I didn't understand exactly how that would work. I had this desire to work overseas and a love for different cultures. And then I had this love for the deaf and I just didn't understand how they, how they went together until I went to Africa and I was sitting in this room, um, and it was a deaf congregation, only deaf people. And they started praising the Lord with their hands. And they were having these intimate conversations with the Lord and confessing sin and committing to following him and, and praising him. And during this time of, of worship, one of the men in the group he took his hat off and he threw his hat in the middle of the circle. And then the deaf t- started taking money out of their pockets and putting it in this hat in, in obedience and thanksgiving. And while I was there in that middle of the circle, like both of those of those desires came together. And I just knew that the Lord was calling me to work with the deaf overseas and just to see that model recreated, to see the deaf reaching other deaf people and and worshiping him in their own language. That's amazing. And so you uh, began to pursue that some more. And uh, you, you told me a, a statistic of, uh, of deaf people and how reached they are when we talk about unreached and reached. Can you just yeah. share that with the audience as well? Yeah. So there is approximately 70 million deaf worldwide. And out of that, there's only 2% reached. So they're a very, very forgotten, very ostracized overseas, especially. Um, they're usually seen as to have a defect in 
um, because of because of their deafness and um, they just tend to be more isolated and they don't have that access to the gospel. One of the unique things about them is there's over, I think it's about 350 to 400 sign languages. So sign language is not universal. And so that's one of the big challenges about reaching them is that it's different in every continent. And then, and then within a different country, it is different. They have their own dialects, just like we do in America. Like if you go to somewhere in the North and you go talk to somebody in the South, like they talk a little differently. Um, so the sure. deaf will have the same thing. There's different dialects and um, their languages evolve and change as, as the culture around them changes. So that is definitely yeah, one of the surprising. Yeah. One of the surprising things you shared with me is just the need for actual Bibles in sign mm -hmm. language. Uh, and tell us a little bit about that. Why is that so important? Yeah. So the deaf typically have a reading level about a second or a third grader. It's just not, it's not their first language. They don't understand it. So even if, you know, if, if it's a deaf person in Thailand and you give them a Bible that's been translated all in Thai, they don't understand it. They understand it at maybe a second or a third grader level. So they get bits and pieces, but it doesn't make any sense to them. There's all these big words and words that they don't recognize. And until you are able to to translate it and, and sign it to them in their sign language, they don't really understand the gospel at all. And once you wow. once you give them information, they're like, oh my goodness, you have access to stories? Where did you get those stories? Like, how do you know stories? Because they're just, they're yearning for information because they're so cut off from it. Um, yeah. and, then, and then there isn't a complete, like there is an American by, um, translation of the Bible that is almost done. I don't think it's completed yet, but it's almost done. And that's the only one I know of that is about to be completed. Other than that, there is no Bible translation um, that is completed in wow. the country. Yeah, that just speaks volumes that even in America, with all of our wealth and resources and even maybe degree, degree more awareness of the deaf, uh, we don't yeah. even have that. So how much more across the world? So mm -hmm. that then moved you to consider uh, full-time overseas work with the deaf. How, how did that begin to take shape? Yeah. Um, so I discovered Pioneers and just really, really just felt the Lord had um, brought me to a place that connected with some of my views and, and um, just different desires I had. I just really loved how Pioneers was operated and um, their emphasis on teams. And so I started looking at different options and the deaf, there's not a lot of workers who are working with the deaf. So there's not typically a lot of options, but I had heard about a team in Asia that was focused on reaching the deaf and it piqued my interest. So I ended up going on a vision trip there in 2017. And I just really felt that is where the Lord wanted me to be. And so I returned in June and um, there is a language team I needed to join. And I 
They only accepted people in the fall. So if I was going to go, I had to go that fall or I'd have to wait another year to go the following fall. And I, I know it was crazy, but when I got back, I was like, guys, like, I don't know why, but I really believe the Lord wants me there this fall. I know it's insane. I know I have three months to raise all of my funds, but I believe he wants me there this fall for whatever reason. And he did. He provided all of my funds in three months. So three months later, I moved to Asia. And and little did I know then, if I hadn't moved then, I would have never been in Asia. I would have never experienced any of it. Um, So I moved here and started learning the spoken language and and their sign language, which is all different. and just got to see glimpses of things that he was doing, like the death. We're just so excited to have somebody to talk to and somebody who was interested in learning their sign language and, and somebody who was pursuing them. They just couldn't understand why why I would be interested in talking with them because they're deaf and they're just seen so poorly. And, wow. and we, thought, we just saw the Lord do so many things. He the people who had been there were there for five years before anyone had come to, to work with the deaf there. And at the end of the five years, I showed up and was there with them. Um, and, wow. and then we saw other people who just started to get excited about the deaf. And, and there's another couple who came to work with the deaf. And um, we just saw people really be burdened for them and start praying for them. And, and then they would spread that to other people who'd be praying. So we just saw this just incredible movement. Like the Lord was just so good. Um, and there actually was a couple that started studying the word together um, secretly. And it just, it was incredible what he was doing. And I'm so thankful to just to have a small piece of it, to be part of it, to, um, just to see some of the things he did. And then suddenly yeah. it all kind of was torn away. Um, mm. they had, we had some security issues while we were in Asia. And in the matter of less than a week, um, everyone who was in my city and, and, and more than my city, we all had to leave very, very quickly. So I had, I had 12 hours to pack up some suitcases, book my flights, um, and leave. And so I had to leave pretty much a full apartment. I just had to shut the door and and get on a plane. And, and even then, you know, there was a concern about making our connections. And, you know, what's interesting is in the midst of it, it was the smoothest travel I've ever had, like, we were traveling with a lot of people and, and young children, but they, they were laughing and giggling during our super long flight. And, and we got an extra seat that we could lay our feet out on. And, um, and after days, we finally all were able to sleep. So there was just so many, so many things. We got extra sandwiches with cheese on and we didn't, we didn't eat a lot of cheese where we lived because we didn't have access to it. So just, just small things that the Lord, blessed us with on our, on our way home. Um, so we flew straight into, to Orlando, um, and just incredible people there who welcomed us and just helped us to mourn. And, and we got to spend time with one another and which was just so precious and sweet. 
and and it took a while like I came back just really in shell shock like where am I I'm in America I I really struggled at first to adapt back to America like going to Walmart would cause me so much anxiety like I had a panic attack in Walmart one day of all places um, just because I was overwhelmed. I could understand every single person's conversation in there. Like I knew everything they were saying. I could read everything. And there was like a zillion options. I just wanted like, you know, right. ranch, not, you know, not like five different versions of it. And so just all of those things overwhelmed me and, and just trying to figure out how to tell others what had happened and and I knew the Lord was still good in it, but it just was hard to like, how do I explain this to them and, and help them see like why I'm struggling and, and what is going on. Um, and some days were easier than others, but about six months later um, was about the time that I just really felt like I had, the Lord had brought some healing. And, and as much as I, I miss Asia even today, but I knew that um, he was not done using me. The deaf are unreached everywhere, and there's such a need for them. Um, and so I started looking at what could be next. And right. I had some friends who said, hey, have you thought about Europe? And I was like, well, no. I've never been there. I've, I've never been on that continent. I know nothing about it. I know the only thing I know about is Asian countries. So I said, okay, I'll look into it. Why not? And as I started reaching out, I heard from one of the area leaders and she said, you know what? I have been praying for somebody to come here and to be working with the deaf. And which was crazy because most people don't know anything about the deaf. And to find somebody who all of a sudden, who, who knew about the deaf, knew about some of their struggles and um, had been praying for somebody to come to the area, it just really it drew me closer into that area. So I started emailing people and trying to make phone calls and um, cause I wanted to learn more about what was going on on that part of the world. And I ended up going to um, one of the conferences there. And then after that, I started traveling around Eastern Europe and um, meeting all these different people and, and looking into different options. And while I was in Croatia, it's really when, um, just the Lord began showing all these incredible, incredible things that he was providing there. So overseas, they have deaf associations, which are put in place to help with the rights of deaf people. So they help them find interpreters and um, try to help them find jobs, stuff like that. And in this area, there are two that are close by and the deaf tend to congregate by these deaf associations and so I found these like little little um places where the deaf are and I got to meet a deaf lady who's in charge of it there and so I just see so much opportunity there to work with the deaf um and just incredible people there who welcomed me in and um just saw me in the midst of my morning but also in the excitement to see what the Lord was doing so I'm just it's been really exciting to get to know them and just be excited for what the Lord could be doing there. That, that is very exciting. So in God's providence moving, uh, it's kind of like when, when 
God blocked the Apostle Paul from going one place and then yeah. directing him to another. Yeah. Uh, how you would not not draft it up this way and even choose this, but God was faithful in in Asia to get you there, faithful mm-hmm. to use you while you were there, faithful to get you out, faithful mm-hmm. to be kind and patient with you uh, as yeah. you heal from that, and then to open up this door that you, you're not there yet. You've, you've obviously been yeah. talking with the teams. You've visited. You've, you've done all that. So tell us uh, at this stage of where you're at, what 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 it is that you're, you're praying about, what it is you're waiting on, what it is you need uh, yeah. for that next season to begin. Yeah. Um, right now I am, I am waiting to go. There's a couple of things that still need to happen. I have to... Um, I have to have a little bit more support. So I'm in the process of fundraising in the, in the midst of the craziness of this world right now. Um, and and getting a lot closer. I'm not quite there. Um, Asia and Europe are, the price difference is a little different. Um, so there definitely an increase, um, of what I, what I had before. So I'm in the process of of getting that. And then once I have that, um, I will be cleared to go. And the other thing is the borders will have to be opened. So those are, those are really the two things I'm waiting on just for the Lord to continue providing the last little bit. Um, I'm about 75% there. So I'm getting there. Okay. The Lord has definitely been providing, but definitely, still need a little bit more. And then, um, I still have a, a pretty big chunk for my one time. And, and part of that is I left behind a fully furnished apartment and, um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get any of that stuff back. So, and that's just, that's just how the Lord has worked on it. And I know that he will provide it again, just like he provided for Asia. He will, he will do it again this time. It's just, his timing is different this time. Um, yeah, yeah. So those, those are kind of the things that are keeping me in the States at the moment. Um, but I, I look forward to what he's doing and what he's going to be doing in the future. And I mean, just my prayers and, and my hopes are just to see the Lord rise up, um, just deaf men, deaf leaders who will come to know him and then will lead other deaf to the Lord. Um, it is incredible mm. to watch them lead their own people to the Lord. And I just, um, that is just my greatest desire to see these men rise up and start leading their, their families and, um, and other deaf people in knowing the Lord and just for them to be excited to study the word and, and just to see a translation come to fruition. And I know that is it takes many, many years, and it's a it's a dream for many years down the line. But um, I also know that the Lord can do it, and that He's faithful. So that is just my yeah. my desire and my hope for for Europe is to see other people learn about the deaf and and to be proactively praying for them and and bringing awareness to other people. Like, have you heard about the deaf in Europe? You should know about them. You should be praying for them. Um, and then also to see right. more workers coming because there are so few workers for the deaf and just to see others to join in that. And, and I mean, there's a lot of work to be done for the deaf, a lot of, lot of yeah. work. So um, the laborers are pretty few for the deaf right now, but the Lord is in, in that too. So. Yes. Yes. Well, 
we certainly love the way that the Lord has uh, softened your heart and opened your eyes to this particular need worldwide, and in this case, Croatia. Um, I'm asking any listeners that if you feel led, check the show notes, and we'll, we'll figure out some way to get you connected to support Lydia in that. Uh, certainly be praying. As you mentioned, the labors are few, and so Jesus' first command when it comes to mission is pray to the Lord of the harvest that he would thrust out workers into the field. And so, Lydia, thank you again so much for your heart, for your obedience to the Lord, your desire to make much of Jesus in this community, uh, teaching me a lot today. Um, and um, we we are going to be praying for you and asking the Lord to answer that prayer, that the, the, the Bible will be translated um, in that Croatian sign language so that many will come to see and savor Jesus. Thank you so much. Thank, I'm so excited to have had the opportunity just to share. Well, it's our pleasure. So you have a, a great uh, day. Hopefully, maybe sometime in the future, we'll get you on the podcast again mm-hmm. and you can tell us how it's going on in the ground there, yeah. on the ground, if, if the Lord wills that. So mm-hmm. you have a great day today.